Welcome everyone to our episode six of Rollercast by Rollerfit. I'm Stacey. And I'm Amelia. And we're super excited today as we're talking about all things traveling with your roller skates. That's right. So going on holidays with your roller skates or going to international events with your skates or meeting up with people overseas or maybe even people coming to your country and you hosting them. Uh, This is actually going to be a two-part podcast and the reason for this is because we would love your input for the second episode of this two-part. So Amelia, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm actually, you may notice my voice is a bit croaky today. I apologize to all our listeners. I'm a little bit sick, but Look, Stacey, you were in the middle of two very long overseas trips, so we had to take this opportunity today to record. But yeah, and I want to say, Stace, welcome back from Moxie Skate Camp and from Vancouver. Thank you. Thank um, you. I would love to hear about your highlights. Um, to start off with, what are your top three highlights of your time in Vancouver? Oh, that's such a hard question because I feel like I had a great time my whole trip. In saying that, I went to Vancouver originally to meet up with some friends of mine, some non-roller skating friends. So that was really awesome catching up with them. I hadn't, the three of us hadn't been together in the same country for five years or so. And that was really fun, particularly one of the days we actually went around Vancouver and they let me skate. Um, When I say let, they encouraged me to get on my (laughs) skates. Of course, they're going to let me skate. Uh, They encouraged me to skate. So, you know, I skated the seawall and I skated from one side of the city and met them for donuts at the other side of the city and they drove there and it was just an awesome day. And then one of my friends can actually skate. So gave her a set of my skates and she came for a little roll with me. So that was a really good day. Wow. Second highlight was going to Whistler. Mm. Not that this is very skating related, but just because I've always wanted to go to Whistler. A personal highlight. Yeah. And I was supposed to move there about 10 years ago and it just never happened. Okay. (laughs) So it was good. We had one night there, one large night. And (laughs) (laughs) and then the third highlight is obviously teaching the roller fit classes in vancouver oh my gosh i just was so grateful to have the opportunity and also just so awesome just meeting all the people you see online and seeing them in real life uh examples being chris nema bruised roller skate victoria Mm. um obviously roller skate vancouver and a bunch of other people and just sharing skating with everyone. It wow. was I was humbling. I didn't realize so many people would turn up to my classes and it was a whirlwind. It went for 3 hours and then I had to get straight to the airport and leave and yeah, it almost felt like a dream. I really want to get back there and see them all again. Oh. I miss you guys if you're listening. That's so cool. Yeah, I loved seeing all your videos and photos. It's like your skate world's coming together when you see so many skaters that you admire and follow in one place. So that's that's awesome. So true. Um and I know as well that you spend a bit of time at Woodward West at the Mox- skate camp as well as skating around Long Beach and LA so let's let's focus on Long Beach and LA first because you're also in Palm Springs yes so what were your highlights of like the LA experience uh the LA experience well as soon as I got off the plane basically we went to Palm Springs and we were there for a moxie photo shoot Wow! Uh, and it was just awesome we hired a house a beautiful house in Palm Springs and again it's somewhere I've always wanted to go and why not go for roller skating yeah so we spent I think it was two nights there and it was just awesome catching up again with my teammates that I hadn't seen in ages and meeting some new ones like Ghoulie was at Palm Springs and we just oh, got yeah, to hang Ghoulie. out yeah, yeah and just a few other people as well so that was definitely a highlight the second highlight would have just been riding Legs's backyard ramp <laughs> <laughs> 
She has a cute polka dot Dalmatian oh, rare. Dalmatian, that's right. Yeah, oh. that her fiance Chris like built and painted for her, and it was just a really cool afternoon. Um, just hanging out, eating pizza, and skating on the ramp. Obviously, just catching up with all my teammates, going to the Moxie shop. And also going to Huntington Beach Van Skate Park was a huge highlight for me because oh. I did my biggest drop in there to date. Yay! Which well I done. I don't really know exactly how many feet it is because I feel like I'm really bad at telling, but maybe somewhere between six and seven foot. So Whoa. it was yeah, I was really nervous, but I did it. And obviously, a huge highlight was going to Fountain Valley Roller Skating Rink and catching up with Tony and just going to a roller skating rink. We've touched on this in many other episodes about how we don't have rinks. Mm. So it was really awesome to actually check out a real-life rink in the States, and I just learned so much from Tony. I've forgotten half of what he taught me <laughs> just because it was like information overload, so much to learn, uh, mm. but don't worry, I'll be hitting him up again. And I brought back some new things. New moves. To, new moves, new yeah. dance moves, and, yeah. yeah, that was really fun. That is so cool. And finally, what are your highlights from the Moxie Camp? Wow. Where do I begin? It's so hard to explain how awesome and, I don't know, fulfilling the Moxie Camp really was. Everyone out there, if you didn't get to go, you need to go. Uh, It was just so incredible. For starters, just meeting and seeing all the skaters was definitely a highlight. Again, you know, you follow a lot of these people online or, you know, you've spoken to them in direct messages and just meeting them in real life and then meeting a whole bunch of new people that you didn't even know existed in the skating world. So that was so amazing. And it just went so quick. I felt like I didn't get to you know, hang out and talk with everyone Mm. the whole time. So that was definitely a highlight. Obviously coaching my classes. I coach nine classes, some roller fit ones, some artistic ones and some dance ones. And that was really amazing. Everyone picked things up so quickly. Mm. I was so impressed with how everyone just absorbed what I was teaching. And then I saw them doing it later on, you know, and showing each other. And it was just awesome to see. That's so cool. Yeah. And again, just meeting everyone. And I guess my third highlight was watching everyone skate. Wow. There are some amazing skaters. I would just sit at the ramp, you know, during free time and just sit and watch some amazing, amazing skating. Because, again, I saw, you see a lot of it online, but I'd never seen some of it in real life. Mm, so mm. just seeing the level, it was just incredible. And I watched some classes, like I watched Millie's backside class and just watching everyone get those stalls was really cool. So oh, just awesome. the whole thing, it was just so heartwarming. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it said, like, you and I were chatting about this after you got back. Like, you were saying you feel like it's hard to understand the scale of Woodward West and the whole thing, like, I guess, online. It's it's hard to get a sense of that because weren't there, like, 250 people? Yeah, it was huge. The camp? Like, that between 2 and 250. And the venue is massive. Mm. I've seen videos of it. I've seen photos of it in the past. But I really can't tell you, especially if you've never, you know, seen videos or photos or even if you've seen a little bit, how incredible it is. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's, yeah. Well, it sounds like international skaters, that's one to put on your list, the annual Moxie Skate Camp at Woodward West. Sounds amazing. Thank you for sharing your highlights. No worries. Makes me want to (laughs) go. You should. Yeah, I should. So I guess we should jump into today's episode. Like we said at the start, of the podcast we're going to be talking about all things traveling and roller skating we've had a few messages and emails from people asking us to do a podcast on this topic Mm. which is 
good timing because both of yes. us are going overseas. Wow. I am literally leaving for overseas in about three hours. Yeah. And you're going to New Zealand with Matt. I am in like two weeks. But um, look, before we jump into all of that travel stuff, we just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners for all of your support. It's been amazing. How good is it, Stacey, like getting messages from people about different episodes and like emails. So, you know, keep that coming. We really want to hear from you, like ask us questions. Um, We've actually found that the episode that we did on balancing your like skate life balance um, has probably been our most popular episode. We wanted to give a particular shout out to Obi from Playtone. Obi is an amazing hooper and skater from the UK, such a sweetheart. And she was saying like she can relate to the situation of struggling to balance skating for herself like you know um obi along with her partner is it tinukes yes i think sorry if i'm mispronouncing that um obi and her partner um have just opened up playtone uk which seems to be a mix of like hooping skating and skipping i think skipping yeah, yeah which sounds like an amazing program um and obi was saying you know she struggles to balance teaching others doing the business side of things and also you know skating for her own for herself and for her for fun so yeah she asked us a couple of questions that maybe we'll follow up with in another episode but if anyone else has you know any particular follow-up questions on any episodes that we've done or any suggestions about future episodes we really would love to hear it so please send us an email stacy at rollerfit.com.au or just direct message us either on our personal instagram accounts or through rollerfit because we will see it yes okay. thanks obi that yeah. was really awesome i yeah i feel you girl i feel you yeah, <laughs> yeah. so stacy you're about to go to portugal and italy right yes what kind of skating are you going to do there? The reason why I'm going overseas is for my best friend's wedding um, and also a holiday. When you live in Australia, it is a long flight over there. I, so long. I counted it this morning and I, I regret counting the hours. No. We're, <laughs> we're going to be in the air for 24 hours, uh, but with layovers, it's going to be 32 hours. And just a, um, a little bit of trivia, did you know that Portugal is the furthest point away from Sydney? <laughs> So, now I do. Yeah. Now I know. So to my best friend who's getting married in Lagos, you've picked the furthest place possible <laughs> away to get married. The other side of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be 32 hours door to door. So when we, a lot of Australians travel, we go for a long period of time yeah. because it takes so long to get there and it costs a lot of money as well. So we're going to Portugal for two weeks and we're going to road trip around Portugal. I have uh, reached out to our skater in Lisbon, Ricardo. Uh, yeah, so we're going to meet up. Awesome. Hopefully this Saturday at the skate park and we're going to go eat some food, he told me. So he's going to take me out for the best sardines <laughs> in Lisbon apparently. And at the moment the sardine festival's on. So I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it is. Cool. So, yeah, going to meet up with him and I'm going to meet up with another girl too, hopefully, in Lisbon that reached out to me, a Brazilian girl who's now living in Lisbon. So that's sort of the only planned things I have in Portugal at the moment. Considering we're hiring a car, we will be hitting up skate parks. Oh, and there's we're thinking about staying at a retreat that has its own skate park. It has its own bowl. What? Yeah, I came across it online. I was just looking at places to stay in this certain beach town. Yeah. 
and I knew my partner wanted to go surfing and I found this place that hires surfboards and it turns out they have a bowl. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Like I'm... in the like complex, yeah. in the facility. Wow. It's there. And I wrote to them asking if all, you know, things are open to everyone if you stay there because they do a lot of camps and, there was, and they said, yes, you can come skate it. So that's sort of my plans for Portugal. Other than that, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, if you're listening to this and I'm still in Portugal when it's released, send me your recommendations. <laughs> I have been to Portugal one time before, but it was 10 years ago. So definitely okay. keen to hit up a lot of new places. Awesome. And then we head to Italy. So going to Milan and Roller Fighters have invited myself, uh, Michelle Stylin and Bomber Hatchet to an event. Yeah, I'm super excited to go to that event and meet Bomber Hatchet. I've never met her before mm-hmm. and meet the mm-hmm. owners of Roller Fighters. I believe they have their own complex uh, like their own venue so they have a store in there and a venue and I think there's a mini ramp in there I'm not really sure on the complete details but all the information's on their wow uh, on their website I'm just gonna turn up and skate and share be there yeah or share the skating that's so good. Well, yeah, Matt and I are going to Christchurch in a couple of weeks also for a wedding, for Matt's sister's wedding. And we decided to try to run some roller fit workshops while we were there. And we had some really good interest. Um, tickets are sold out, which is so amazing. I'm like, so good. oh, my gosh, people actually want to, like, skate with us. It's, always a, it's, a, us. <laughs> it's a weird feeling, guys. I we, we put these tickets out to different events that we host. Mm. And, you know, we sort of have, okay, as long as we get, you know, 10 people, it will be fine. And then, you know, 30 people it's so good yeah it's just so humbling and and sharing skating and our love of skating so matt and i are really really excited to be running one roller fit workshop and one roller dance workshop in new zealand yes um and similarly like we reached out um to uh well actually scully from dead end Derby was really, really helpful. And Longest Drink in Town, um, who's a skater in Christchurch. Um, <laughs> That's a cool both name. Of them, I know, right? Um, yeah, both of them uh, were just really amazing and helpful in actually helping us source a venue, um, make recommendations about venues, and also reaching out to other skaters to see if they were interested. So that's one other tip, <laughs> you know, reaching out to skaters, but also like it's so hard when you go into another country and you've never been there before Yeah, to find out like where are the good places to skate? How can you meet other skaters? So, um, yeah, very thankful to the local derby team there for... Yeah, and never be shy for reaching out to people. Mm. I've reached out to skaters all over the world. Some have reached out to me, you know, to they've heard that I'm going to their country and said they want to hang out, and it's gone the other way around as well. So, example, Ricardo in Portugal, I actually wrote to him about three days ago um, because I I knew, well, I thought he lived in Lisbon. I wasn't really sure exactly Mm. where he lived, and he is so keen to meet up. And if I didn't reach out with him, then I, you know, missed a opportunity to skate with another skater yeah so why not like you know worse worse comes to worse they just won't reply that's worst case scenario exactly so yeah i would totally encourage everyone to just just message or even just to put out like on instagram i'm going to be here on these days does anyone want to skate like doing meetups and stuff is so fun. Like it doesn't have to be a formal workshop. And just no, exactly. Yeah. And most of the time with what we're talking about at the moment isn't formal. Anyway, no. you know, and we'll, we'll go into the more formal events later on in the episode. But, you know, a lot of the time I, when I went to v- um, into Austria, to Vienna, we just met up and hang out, you know. Yeah, that's so nice. Like it's just, yeah, international skate family is amazing. Um, so we wanted to talk about and I guess tell our stories of the first time we ever took our roller skates overseas. Yes, um, I feel like you should go first because Matt and Amelia, I don't know how long you'd been coming to roller fit for. Was it a year or two? It was like 
two maybe two years two max. years and they're looking at getting a new set of skates and being vegan you know we were trying to figure out which skates were the best ones and a DR make a really great vegan set of skates, but it's their top of the line mm. skates. And in Australia, although we stock the top of the line skates, we I don't think we had Matt's size in stock because mm. um, he has quite a large male foot. And I was like, you know, you're going to Italy anyway, just, you know, pick them up in Italy. They're made in Italy, you know. Yeah, so you went yeah. to Italy and tell us the story. I did. So <laughs> we went to Italy without skates because we both had pretty shitty skates at the time. And we came home with, like, top-of-the-line amazing, amazing skates. So we decided we were going to save up our money and go directly to the factory or a dealer to buy these skates. So I think it was, like, a a two-and-a-half-hour train trip from where we were staying. (laughs) But we went, we got fitted, we got all measured up. I wish that I'd written down the name of the person who owned the shop. I could probably track it down, but his name was Christian. And he was so, so nice and so amazing. Um... We actually didn't end up having a lot of money and there was a long weekend. We were staying in Treviso, which is this beautiful little town in Italy. It was a long weekend. It was a bank holiday in Italy, which we didn't know about. And so there was like three days where we were just waiting for money to come through so we could pay the skates. And we had to actually stay an extra like three days in this town, like longer than we were planning to, to be able to actually go and pick up our skates. So it was a bit of a drama. But we got there in the end and I remember going and just trying them on for the first time and... Oh, God, they just felt so amazing, so beautiful. It was such a great experience. I had never felt so excited. It seriously is. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, getting a new pair of skates, like a custom pair, is seriously, like, the closest thing to waking up on Christmas morning. I know. As a five-year-old child. It just feels so amazing. Um, And I remember we went back to Christian, and he opened up the shop specifically for us to go and try them on. He didn't speak a lot of English. We didn't speak a lot of Italian. But we said, oh, is there a place you know where we can – skate around here because we'd bought indoor wheels um being novices like not knowing we probably should have bought some outdoor wheels if we were gonna be skating around outside yeah. and he said oh yeah i own a rink come to my rink <laughs> so, so we, we showed up we like went to this like olympic sized concrete rink that he had and he was like an amazing artistic skater and he was training all these kids doing like double and triple jumps and he just let us like he laced up our skates for us and he just let us like roll around and that was like we've got photos from that day and I still like that is just such a good day and that same weekend from Italy we flew to Paris and we decided let's jump in the absolute deep end of all street skates and go on the Paris Roller yes which is a (laughs) weekly uh, nighttime street skate around the streets of Paris it was amazing, but also I was on indoor wheels, toe stops, which I went, was not used to using at the time, artistic boot, which I'd never skated in before. I had like speed skates, like derby style skates beforehand. And there was this moment where I was like, Matt, I don't know if I'm up for this. Like, I'm a bit scared. Like, this is the streets of Paris, mate. Like, this is like cobblestones. This is like, oh, I was really scared. But Matt was like, no, nah, no, nah, we should do it. We should do it. And somehow, miraculously, we skated like 10 kilometers through the streets of Paris no falls on our like hard indoor wheels and that like remains one of the greatest so experiences cool. I've ever had. Oh, it's one of my favorite stories of you guys. That is amazing. I remember you sent us a picture when you got the skates yeah. in Italy because um, around that rink and I was like that's an artistic like a yeah. lot of, well a lot of the rinks in Italy are just for artistic skating training mm, and mm. competitive. It's huge there. Artistic skating. Italy are amazing arti- artistic skating really and are. I was very jealous that you were there skating around but then yeah you did the 
the Paris roller skate. And yep. then um, while we're there in Paris, we did it together. We did like a couple of years later. A couple of years mm. later with Outdoor Wheels. And it was <laughs> funny because we were with Jean-Marc, who is an uh, amazing dance skater from Skate Express. And we were dancing in a shopping center they're like yeah, like pl- the little open mall that mall. they have a lot of the paris like paris based skaters you'll see them they yeah. skate in this area we were doing a class yeah we we're doing a class and we realized we better leave to get on the street skate so we skated to the street skate but we were late and we missed it we missed the start and so we were skating trying to catch up to them and we just i remember seeing two little kids on inline yes, skates that's right bright vests on or something and yeah. they're just skating and we're like they look like they're going on the street skate so we started chasing them and in hindsight that must have looked really weird chasing down these kids oh my god i didn't think about that <laughs> true well once we caught up to the kids cuz they were really fast we followed them for like 20 minutes we followed them for ages hoping that was it and i just remember and I think they were with their dad, but he kept disappearing, not disappearing, yeah. but he would go down a side street, I think, just to see if they were down there and then come yeah. back up. And they're on inline skates and inline skates go really fast. Totally. And we're on quads. There was a few of us. And yeah, we're just, it was so funny. It's probably one of my highlights of doing the skate was trying to get to the skate. That's right. And Estro. That's right. We yeah. came to a crossroad. So we came up this street. We're like, oh, are we ever going to catch up to them? No way. And then we come up this street and we just see a huge crowd of roller skaters. Like would have been hundreds. Hundreds of people. Hundreds. And yeah. I just hear this voice, Stacy, And it was Estro. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, how good is this skate? Where have you been? I'm like, we haven't even been on it yet we've been <laughs> skating around it. we've been mm. trying to catch up to it anyways we did catch up to it yeah we were we were so exhausted but we got I know, up to and it there's a lot of hills in paris it was pretty it's pretty intense it was amazing though so yeah. and so many skaters in the one place like on a street skate people wear costumes people have like radios and music they have a police escort mm. this is an institution the Paris roller skate so being part of it was so amazing yeah definitely to gotta it go it's like one of those once time one I time know. in a life like i'm so glad i did it and yeah. honestly it's like my favorite highlight of ever i've been to paris a few times yeah. and hands down yeah. like i know lots of people might kill me for not saying the eiffel tower is my highlight but this <laughs> skate is the highlight of Paris for me. Yeah, I really agree. And look, it's a pretty fast skate. So for any of those people who are thinking, oh, should I do it? I would say try it out. Like if you've if you've done a few street skates, if your fitness is at an okay level, just go. Like you can skate on the end. There's people that will help you to kind of stay caught up. They do stop every now and then at intersections to kind of clear the next block. Give it a go because... And you can always drop off if you're not interested. I don't think we finished it that year because it it took us so long to get to it. I think we went for – it goes for a long time. I think we went for another 20 minutes and we we ended up just bailing. We just were like, you know, we're we're finished. We had our experience. Yeah. yeah, I would say if you're a skater and you're going to Paris, don't miss the Paris Roller. Don't let your, like, fear or worry – get in the way because in a big group of skaters you're pretty you're a lot safer i think than Definitely. you would be if you were just skating around the streets of paris because they block yourself. off the roads exactly so you know it's actually quite a controlled way to i know we'll talk about this you know coming up stacy but like what an amazing way to see a city you see it in a way that you just oh don't see it highlight guys yeah uh, seriously i've been to paris i think five times by far the highlight so Stacey, when was the first time you made the decision to take your skates overseas because i know you skated a lot like interstate and within Australia because you were a competitive skater. Um, but I also know that you mainly kind of stuck to rink skating before you transitioned back later in life. So, yeah, when was the first time you decided to take your skates overseas? So it was about 
uh, a year after I started RollerFit, I had a holiday plan to go to Spain and to Amsterdam with some non-skating friends of mine. And I'd just gotten a pair of Moxies in the taffy and I decided to take them over. And I also took a hula hoop over, uh, a roll-up one. But yeah, I took a travel hoop with me. And they were like, why are you doing this? Like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, I want to skate. And I just had the urge to take them. I don't know why or where I was going to skate, but I just knew I wanted to take them. I'm going to post a photo of it when we do the podcast. But yeah. my one of my biggest memories of it, and I skated a few times, is we were in Barcelona and I said to my friends, you should hire bikes and I'll skate and we can see the city. And we'd all been to Barcelona before, so we just wanted to see more of the city. And they hired bikes and I skated and there's this awesome photo of me holding onto the back of my friend's bike, um, skating through the streets of Barcelona. And this was way before I knew the Barcelona skate crew. Like I was just skating around by myself with my friends. And that was a huge highlight and it was then and there that I was like, I'm never leaving home without my roller skates ever again like it was seeing the city in a whole different way Mm. was absolutely amazing after that and we went to holland and i skated uh in the den hague Uh, i have a lot of dutch friends you know friends from a long time ago and yeah i skated there too and that was really fun again before i knew anyone in holland that was a skater so So, that's like you've got this now whole other experience because you know so many skaters that you did like five or six years ago so what are your top three kind of favorite things about taking your roller skates on holidays even if you're not going specifically for a roller skating event i definitely think just seeing more of the city that is like a huge Mm. huge part of it where my partner i've convinced him to take his skates (laughs) to Portugal and because we took them to Tasmania with us and we had a great time checking out all the skate parks and everything. You just see way more of the city. I find when you go to cities and you hire bikes, you know, you see a lot more, but you have to chain your bike up to go inside anywhere. But with your skates, you can just take them off and walk into places or some places let you, you know, in places like Barcelona, they just let you skate everywhere. Just seeing more of the city is definitely. Yeah, for sure. A massive highlight. Uh, connecting with fellow roller skaters in other cities is probably my second highlight. Like we were saying before, just hit people up on Instagram or Facebook or if you feel like you can't hit up individuals or you don't know where they live because I guess a lot of people don't have it in their profile, just hit up the local roller derby league, hit up the local chicks in bowls or like Amelia said, write a post on your Instagram page and say where you're going and someone from that country you're going to might not be following you but someone that knows that person because yeah. that's happened to me before. Can tag them. Yeah, has mm. tagged those people. Yeah, that's my second highlight and my third highlight or oh, do you have a highlight? What's your highlight? Um, I guess like... Taking, well, I think skating can be a really good mode of transport and it's free and it's clean and it's an easy, you know, easy way to kind of get around um, without paying too much money. Yes. (laughs) So I think that is like another thing. I guess now that, I mean, when I've skated overseas before, my health has been a bit different, whereas now I kind of get a lot more fatigued more easily. So I probably wouldn't skate the distance. Like I remember when we were staying in Barcelona and we were staying in an, ap- in an apartment that was a good 40 minute skate away from um, BCN, which is an event that we'll talk about in a while. And we would just skate to and from like home every day. And yeah. it was just so convenient having that. So while I probably couldn't do that at this point, 
due to my health and stuff like that. I just think, yeah, it's just so good to have that mode of transport there. And you get places so much more quickly by skating than by walking. Um, and sometimes it, you use less energy, particularly if where you're going is downhill. Yeah. <laughs> you get there faster. And I guess another side of it, you save money. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good Because you don't have saver. to get taxis or trains if you're uh, traveling on a budget, uh, especially, totally. you know, I, I wish I was skating when I was backpacking around Europe. That would have been yeah. super helpful skating to like the hostels to see if they had a room available. Totally. That would have been really good if you're, you know, in that backpacking element of your life that yeah yeah, that would have been awesome instead of walking around (laughs) i know right and the public transport systems like particularly if you're only staying somewhere for a short period of time they can be really confusing and sometimes really expensive so yeah Skate, skate for for transportation. Definitely, I think is another highlight. So there are so many wonderful roller skating events around the world, and there's one in particular, I guess, that changed roller skating and traveling for me for good. Mm. Was the is the Skate Love Festival in Barcelona? Yeah. So, like I said before, I had taken my skates to Barcelona, but I hadn't met up with any skaters. And then I went to this festival. However, the year I went, it wasn't called Skate Love Festival. It was more of a meetup rather than a festival. There weren't any classes. Sure, um, it was more casual. Yeah, and I believe it had been going on for a few years. And I basically saw the event on Facebook and I just decided last minute, literally 10 days before, that I wanted to go. And I was basically like... <laughs> Amanda Amelia, can you look after Roller Fit with Amy? Because I think Amy was living. That was the first time Matt and I taught Roller Fit was yeah. when you were going away <laughs> and you were like, well, need someone else to step up so I can go to Barcelona, which we were very happy to do. So, yay. <laughs> so I reached out to uh, Michelle Barrios, who runs uh, Skate Love, and I just said, I want to come over. Where should I stay? And she offered me a room in her place, again, from Aww. just from reaching out. So nice. Uh, and, yeah, when I got to Barcelona – she said, oh, there's someone else staying here as well. Have you met her? It's Michelle from Moxie. No, I haven't, but we, you know, I follow her online. And so, yeah, that's how me and um, Michelle Estro ended up becoming friends was meeting each other in Barcelona, which wow. was just so awesome. We had a great time. They are stories for another time. Um, but basically we wore our skates like probably 20 hours out of 24 hours. I feel like we only slept about four hours a night because we were just skating the whole time. Mm. Um, It was absolutely amazing. And then I came back to Australia with all these new dance skills because I'd never seen dance skating in real life before. I'd only seen it on the internet. uh, And I learnt quite a bit when I was over there. And I just needed to learn so much more. I felt like I was only just touched the surface. And I came back to Australia and I just said to Amy, Matt and Amelia, we're going to Barcelona next year, all of us. Even if we have to shut all of it down for two weeks, we have to go to Barcelona. And that's what we did. Oh, we did. And yeah, so I went the following year at your recommendation and – I remember you being, you just have to come. It's just so amazing. The vibe, I can't describe it. You just have to see there. You just have to experience it. And yet I would have to say going to Skate Love, going to BCN was one of my, the first time I went was the absolute highlight of my skating life. It's so hard to describe, isn't it? How amazing it truly is. And we've had a lot of other people that we've said, you must go, who've gone and been like absolutely stunned at how fun it is and how amazing it is. So many incredible skaters in one place, so many different styles, but I guess primarily it is like a dance-focused uh, festival. Yes. And similarly, I was just blown away. I was like, wow, I must learn this style. I must 
spend more time with international skaters. Um, it was just so fun. I'm so glad that I went. It's so it's such an amazing festival, and I usually feel quite overwhelmed in big groups of people. Being around huge crowds definitely is something that I feel very claustrophobic in, and I know that sounds weird because I, I travel a lot, um, and I feel like in a I know a lot of places I travel to I don't feel like that but a lot of things I do go to like events if there's a lot of people I get like a bit of anxiety and whatnot but I don't know Barcelona was so busy but I never felt overwhelmed because everyone was so welcoming from the day I got there someone was like let me teach you this and the next day let me show you this and you know there's little pockets of people you know, showing each other things in, I guess, the area where you can just freely skate. But then now they've got classes as well. And now they've got a ramp component involved in it. It just seems to be expanding every year. And you're right, people are so generous. And I feel like because a group of us came from Australia, people are always so stunned, particularly in Europe, that you've come all this way. Do you know what I mean? Like people were incredibly generous with their time. And even after BCN, like we went to Paris and we stayed Jean-Marc from Skate Express, an incredible, incredible skater who Stacey first met in Barcelona. Just spent so much time just like showing us stuff, teaching us dance moves. and It was so good going and learning from Jean-Marc. I learned things from Jean-Marc that I thought that I would never be able to learn. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. And he's very much influenced, I think, our our skate dance style. And yeah, not a lot of people, like Jean-Marc's English is quite good, but a lot of people in BCN, like there isn't really a shared language, but there's a shared skate language. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We all speak the the language of roller skating. And yeah, I feel like we almost don't need to speak the same, I guess, verbal language because we have all the same heart and the same feeling. Yeah. I feel like the first time I went to the Skate Love Festival... I felt connected. I've never felt connected to a community in that way. Do you know what I mean? Then I, I definitely felt that connection and that shared passion from roller feared and from finding, you know, other skating friends. I, I guess I didn't realize the scale on which skating is so huge in Europe and, and in the US as well. Um, it's very inspiring. It was so good. Mm. It was a good. And then we went to Amsterdam afterwards and That's skated yeah. um, with Kariana, which was really awesome that was too so great. for yeah. her uh, skate dance company. I love Amsterdam and yeah. skating around Vondel Park in Amsterdam is, is so, so beautiful. I love that city. I think Amsterdam's one of my favorite cities in Europe to skate in. So, look, we could talk about BCN forever, obviously, because... Yeah, it's on in September, guys. Yeah. It's on this year and it's on every second year, I believe, now. You need to go. You will get so much out of it. If you're trying to decide whether to go or not this year, go. I would totally be going if I wasn't already going to Europe in a few hours. Yeah. (laughs) And I would totally be going if I wasn't studying full-time and desperately trying to get my PhD finished, guys. But next year, next year, that's my plan. So, Stacey, what are some tips for people that have never travelled overseas to skate but also might not have even travelled overseas much before? This is not an uncommon thing, I guess, in Australia and maybe others you know other countries so what what are your tips definitely do your research i have been traveling i moved overseas when i was 19 for me it's always been something i've wanted to do and i felt the need just had that gut feeling i need to travel i've always done my research every single place i go to when i say do your research you don't need to book every single hotel and every train trip and every plane ride i just mean get to know where you're going yeah you know get to know the culture and just get to know i guess the layout of the country is probably a good way to put it where everything sort of is and get an idea of the cities you wouldn't mind visiting i always tend to plan like example i'm going to portugal where i've booked our nights in lisbon and i've booked a car 
and then we're going to the wedding. But I haven't booked anything else after that. But in my head, I or written down, I have a plan of where to go next. So do your research. Yeah. Obviously, plane wise and things. And we, if we people want us to talk about that in episode two, we can talk about um, doing it on a budget and things. I won't go into that now, mm. but that helps too. If you do your research, you tend to helps with your the budgeting side too. And I think if you're going to a country where they speak another language, definitely try to learn the basics. Yeah, for sure. There's so many podcasts. YouTube channels, apps, apps. guys, when mm-hmm. I lived overseas, I didn't even have a phone when I was traveling. The, what you have access to now is just so amazing. Me and my friend had this book and it had pictures on it that you could point when you <laughs> yeah. wanted something. That's, yeah. th- and more and more people are speaking English, obviously, with the world being a lot more connected. But it just means a lot to people when they do speak another language if you're trying if you're giving it a go. I think so. It shows respect. It does. And it can just be something so simple like asking for a bottle of water or asking for that beer or uh, like saying hello and saying goodbye, even if it's just those basics, saying hello yeah. and saying goodbye. Just try and learn the basics. You know, learning a language doesn't come overnight. I can't speak fluently in any language no. at all. Um, I feel like I can't even speak that well in anything. My partner's fluent in Portuguese, which is super helpful when we travel. But just learning those basics and don't feel nervous about trying yeah. trying it, you know. I think so, yeah, You know, the worst they're going to do is just laugh at you and then, you know, try and help you. Yeah, totally, <laughs> for sure. For you know, sure. and you can only laugh at yourself as well. Definitely, um, yeah, learn learn the language. And the other thing is, um, I guess, you, as we spoke about before, is connecting with other roller skaters, with whether that be through social media platforms. Totally. Um, I think social media, I've found when I've traveled in recent years and I've wanted to skate, that social media actually ends up being the best place to find out about things like meetups and things like that. Like if a group, you know, meets up weekly or something, they're far more likely to post on a social media page like Facebook or Instagram about it than they are to maintain a website. Yes. Um, I found that and I actually missed, particularly when I was in London and other parts of Europe in the last few years, I've, I missed meetups because I didn't quite know where to look. Um, so I think it's always good to do your research ahead of time because there are a lot of weekly skates in major cities, like street skates or meetups that you might not, like it might take a little bit of digging, it might take a little mm. bit of searching, but it's so worth it. Definitely. And I guess from someone who travelled as a backpacker with not knowing my next destination and not yeah. knowing where I was staying, like that's fun and all. And I guess it was fun back then. And I find that is very hard to do now because a lot of places you need to have a you can't have a one way ticket and all these different things. Mm. But I find if you do if you do your research and have a semi planned in your head, you'll get more out of your holiday. For sure. Like yeah. I, it's nice to like travel on a whim and I totally get when people do that and I've been that person. But when you're stuck stuck on time, if you've only got four weeks, if you've only got two weeks, you want to maximize what you're getting out of your holiday and you know you're skating and ask the local skaters for recommendations and where to go they're the people that are going to know the best places to eat the best places to stay you know the best cities to go to so hit them up I've asked the girls in Italy where should we go in Italy I've asked Ricardo in Lisbon like can you send me recommendations of places to eat in Lisbon yeah because know best and if you come Mm. to Australia ask us yeah totally yeah that's a really good point Please shout out to us if you're coming to Australia because we would love to skate with you. So we thought that while we're on this episode, we should give a shout out to some international events that happen, you know, annually in Australia and also in other countries that we've been to before or we would love to go to. So, Stacey, what are some events that you know of that you can recommend? So, obviously, Skate Love Festival in Barcelona, which is in September. It's actually on my birthday, guys. Um, I've been there once for my birthday. So, it's September, I think it's 15 and 16. To be honest, if you haven't been before, 
book a week because there's people skating on either yep, side of the festival. Yeah, there's heaps of, like, less formal meetups that go yeah. on. Uh, Soul Skate in Detroit, which was just mm. recently on. Oh, my gosh, I would love to go there. The videos looked so awesome and there was, crazy. There was one video where the rink was, like – packed like you couldn't see the floor because there were so many skaters on the floor yeah. i would love to go to soul skate that's on my bucket list mm, me too um moxie skate camp obviously which we spoke about earlier which is in may every year i'm not sure which weekend it falls on every year mm. but it is on every year and it's definitely going to be on next year can't remember the name of the actual area yeah yeah anyways, woodward west we can yeah, yeah woodward uh, woodward west yeah Rollerpalooza, which is actually an Australian event in Newcastle, yep. uh, run by Danger and Newcastle Roller Derby League. Yep. That's a great ramp event. It's a one-day event, uh, definitely. And January is a good time to come to Australia because it's it summer. It is. It's a great – we go every year. Roller Fit's always there. And we've yep. also incorporated more of like a dance as well as a Roller Fit element in recent years. So a bunch of different coaches, not just us. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's the first weekend of January yep. every year normally. Skate Express – in Paris, Jean-Marc, who we spoke about, along with the other Skate Express team, they tend to throw Florian. events too. Mm, yeah, mm. so I think they, they did one in December last year. I don't know if that's annual, but just if you follow them, you'll see the events they do. They throw them on these huge venues, these big roller discos. So, so amazing. I think that's the same team that runs Flaneurs, which is the company that has the shoe skates yes. that convert from skates to shoes. So Florian, who is a part of Skate Express, yes. I think, um, has, has part of that company. Yes. Um, yeah, so amazing. They're such great skaters. Yeah, check them out. Mm. Um, some of my favourite skate style. Uh, Roller Fighters in Italy, they host events, like I said. I think they have their own venue. Don't quote me on this. I'll let you know when I go there. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> – I'm being naughty. I haven't done my research entirely for Italy yet. I'll do it when I get to Portugal. So, yeah, they host events and I know they've, you know, hosted – people to come out and skate and, and whatnot there. And it seems that they turn it into a whole food and party and, you know, mm. you know, food's so, included. I, yeah. I like that when food's included. I know, right? Um, and then just any roller disco you might see around the world. For example, Amelia and Matt are going to New Zealand for the wedding. They'll probably look to see if there's any other, obviously you're hosting an event, if there is, um, you know, anything in that area. So when I travel, I tend to look up. So, you know, look up, see where the local roller discos are, the yeah. local rinks. Just to name a few is that there's always some in London. Someone's always throwing something on in yep. London. Yeah. Roller Skate Vancouver threw a roller disco, I think, last weekend, and they are doing one in Calgary or someone else's. Yeah. And we do them in Australia as well. We do. And if you tell us you're coming out, we might even do a special one in your... <laughs> oh, we would totally do Because we never know when we're going to do them. We just do them sporadically. So if but someone actually said they're coming. we international guest, we really do try to put an event on around it. But yes, we... We do do regular regular roller discos in Sydney. Look out for the next one coming yeah. in August. We yes. Guess. So because this is a two-part episode of this podcast, we want you, if you run a roller skating event anywhere in the world, whether it be a one-off or it is every year, yeah. let us know so Tell we can us. give you a shout-out. Yeah, we'd love to do that because we just want to see more people getting into skating and skating events. So, again, we wanted to leave space for for our listeners to ask questions regarding travel and roller skating. So, you know, do you want to know, like, which cities we find particularly skatable? 
more about taking your skates with you and what you should pack in the way of wheels or whatever. What um, should you pack? That's a good question. Yeah. So we thought we'd finish off with the most random places that we have skated in the world. So Stacey, where's the most random place you've skated? In Vanuatu last year, ah. I went to see my brother and I skated on the mainland. But then because my brother lives on a boat, I did a sail with them and I skated on the roof of his 32 foot catamaran. Wow. Um, maybe I'll upload the video around when this podcast, yes. re-upload the video. So that's the most random place I've skated. Yeah. My most random place is going to be on a boat as well. Stacey, you were with me in this. Do you remember we did this event? We oh gosh, did yes. the, <laughs> it was a launch for this huge cruise liner ship in Sydney at the Overseas Passenger Terminal, Ovation of the Seas. Yeah. It has a roller skating rink on it, guys, but they didn't get us to skate on the roller skating rink. We didn't have security clearance to skate in the rink itself and the launch event. So it was looking out onto Sydney Harbour. You could see like the Harbour Bridge, the Opera House, just like floating on the water. And uh, yeah, so it was pretty random. We were just skating around. It was mostly carpet. Guys, it was a really weird event. It was such a weird event. There was like Shrek. Like there was, it was <laughs> there were people in Disney costumes. That Puss in Boots was there. We didn't it was, understand. And this was like a, one of those corporate paid jobs that we've spoken about in other episodes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you've just got to smile and, and not ask questions. You just skate, do your yeah. thing, you yeah. know. Um, but I did find it weird that we weren't allowed to skate on the roller skating rink. Yeah. So, anyways, that... And just rolling around on carpet. Anyway, so that, was, that was probably one of the most random That's places random. that I've ever skated. And, you know, doing events like working for Roller Girl Promotions, which is your other company, um, has definitely meant that I've skated in places that I never thought I would get an opportunity to skate in before. So oh I'll, I'll, I'm, we might share some more stories. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even that. think about the job yeah. ones. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've done some very strange. Like so random. So weird. <laughs> anyway, so that's the weirdest. That's probably the weirdest place that I've skated so yeah, far. Yeah, both on a boat. Yeah, both on a boat. So anyway. Well, look, Stace, all the best with traveling to Portugal and Italy. Can't wait to see your skate adventures. I'm sure you'll be posting and, you know, sharing all your fun times with us while you're over there. And um, you guys too in New Zealand. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about all the local skaters. So as usual, we should talk about our, our skate jams. Yes. So what's your skate jam that you're listening to, Stace? I've been listening to lots of different things at the moment, actually. I really like... Have a look. Hang on. That's all right. Well, I'll say, so my skate jam, again, I feel like I'm doing so many throwbacks lately, but um, Air, which is a French band, is one of my all-time favorite bands, and their song Sexy Boy is like probably one of my favorite, like all-time favorite songs. I'll play it for you later. <laughs> um, yeah, so one I'm listening to now is Sally by The Fundamentals. Oh, cute. I think this is a new song of theirs. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe on a new album. Yeah. Um, I actually just added it to the Roller Fit playlist as well. So, yeah, Sally by The Fundamentals. We'll put it on our playlist. So... What's your skate move that you're working on lately? So I was going to mention two today just because one of them I've moved on from and then I haven't started my next one. So I'm sort of between moves at the moment. But I was working on a sow cow, which is an artistic jump. And I, my single one, as in my 361, has always sort of been there because I did artistic for so long. But I was trying to go for my one and a half. And I kept landing it on two feet or landing it on my toe stops and basically landing it incorrectly. And on Sunday, I got it. Yay! Um, and it was really random. Yeah, there's a video on my Instagram about it. I just asked my coach to film me so I could see what I was doing wrong. And I, he was he was like, oh, you landed it. <laughs> oh, you landed it. <laughs> and I landed it. So that was really cool. So I was working on that for a while. 
again, um, after talking to Emily, I haven't had a chance to go in the skate park because it's been raining nonstop here mm. in Australia or in Sydney. It literally rained for like six days straight. So I haven't yeah. had a chance to um, carve in the bowl with Emily and I put the disco blocks on my skates and I have to get used to them. And yeah, so just be uh, general ramp skating, getting used to the blocks and carving. Amazing. And yours? That sounds so good. Well, I have been training my crazy legs around wheels lately, so kind of doing more precision stuff. I'm really enjoying that. So that's what I'm trying to prioritize when I'm training. They're looking good. It takes a lot of concentration and I don't get a lot of like free-flowing movement. Like I'm starting to get more the more I practice, so it motivates me to keep trying. Oh, awesome. Anyway, thanks for having a great chat about travel and skating, Stacey. Let's both enjoy our travels and skate as much as we can. Yes, and definitely. We'll see you all next time. And you guys have a great time in New Zealand, and I'm yeah, going to miss will. you. It's like six miss weeks. You too. That's a long time to not see each other for. I know. But anyway, sweet, sweet skate, skate dreams. dreams. <laughs>